Hey, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we are applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, where they are really focused on helping pastors and church leaders develop cultures of disciple-making in the local church and beyond. Uh, If you haven't yet, go ahead and check out their website at navigatorschurchministries.org. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Justin, and we are doing a first here um, for the Practitioners Podcast. This is a solo episode. So I am without my sidekick and partner in crime, Tony Miltenberger. And to be honest, we we just decided that we'd do a solo episode on something that we were uh, passionate about, but also have unique insight into. And so I'm going to be talking with you guys today about what it looks like to be an introvert and a disciple maker and and some keys on helping introverts become excellent disciple makers. And as an introvert, I have to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous to have um, the whole episode without somebody else to, to bounce thoughts off of or to, um, you know, fill in some of the, the gaps for the time. But uh, we're going to make it. We're going to do it together. Uh, let me just say, if you are not an introvert, do not tune out because about a third to a half of the world are introverts. And so uh, you know somebody that's an introvert and you love somebody that's an introvert, whether it's a family member or a friend. And I've heard it said that introverts don't know how to make friends. They're just adopted by extroverts. And uh, that's kind of kind of funny in one way, kind of true in another and kind of offensive in another way. So, um, but all that to say, if you're an extrovert, uh, please stay. Uh, don't go anywhere. There, there are things in here uh, this episode that will be significant for you and those that you care about as well. Uh, but I just want to start by uh, making some some clear clear definitions around what we're talking about. So introvert, extrovert. Uh, to be clear, uh, the definition that I want to use around what in, what is an introvert today is an introvert is someone who is their attention is aimed inward. And their energy is replenished through time alone. So their attention is aimed inward and their energy is replenished through time alone or with only a couple uh, good friends. So uh, again, that's true of me. Uh, Introverts often on the disciple-making scale that we've referenced here a few times on the podcast, the scale is uh, relational versus intentional. Uh, introverts are normally on the intentional end of that scale and relationships are a little harder. Uh, but being an introvert does not equal being um, socially inept. It does not equal social anxiety, although both of those things are uh, true in my life history uh, and less true now than ever before. But uh, it's something that I've had to overcome and a lot of introverts can relate to that struggle. Um, introverts go through life reflecting on experiences rather than seeking them. And their inward focus, you know, tends to lead to a rich inner life that leads to both deep insight uh, and personal nourishment. Uh, high stimulus environments with lots of, uh, lots of noise or uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of things that just provoke stimulus, whether it's visual stimulus, auditory, whatever, uh, kind of make it difficult for an introvert to, to tune in to what's happening inside of them. And so they'll often kind of move away from those. And if you just think about that, and you think about the American culture, 
Um, American culture is extremely extroverted, and that includes not only the culture at large, but also church cultures, uh, very expressive worship, uh, services that in most worship traditions uh, don't leave a lot, and a lot of them don't even leave any space uh, for silence or reflection within the corporate service. And so um, these are just some of the ways that it's hard for um, introverts in American culture and in Christian culture as well. Uh, some of the, the struggles that introverts have as a result of being uh, more focused inward and re-energizing, getting their energy from time alone, is loving others. And so uh, the relational side of disciple-making is um, more of a struggle than the intentional side. Uh, in my own life, and this is true of me and many others, uh, the social anxiety piece uh, or shyness is what it was used to be called a generation or two ago, um, was a, a real barrier that I had to get through in order to become a fruitful disciple maker. And, and I say get through, um, I don't want to communicate that it's over. I mean, that is still something that I deal with from time to time, although the shape of that struggle and that obstacle looks a lot different now than it used to uh, because I've made so much progress in it. But um, as, as an introvert, here are some questions that introverts um, are probably asking. Uh, if you know an introvert, they probably resonate with one or more of the following questions. Uh, I think I have five of them here. So first one is, why am I always uncomfortable around people? So as introverts, we normally have very clear thoughts and very clear, um, we're in tune with what we feel, but yet we, we have trouble um, around others. Uh, second question, why am I so afraid that expressing who I really am or how I really feel would make people reject me? Uh, third one, why can't I get over my social anxiety so I can get close to people? Next one, why do I feel on guard in every interaction? And the fifth one, which we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, why do I physically tense up when I walk into church, when I pass through a crowd of people, and then finally make it to the safety of my seat? You know, for a lot of introverts, um, it's not the one-on-one -on -one interaction that uh, causes a lot of anxiety. Certainly once we're in a friendship or a relationship, it is the part in between saying hello and getting to a place of depth. But um, what tends to happen in churches, and especially with disciple-making, is introverts both sideline themselves and other disciple-makers put them on the sideline right away. And let me explain how this happens. So if you're an introvert or no introvert, if you're, if you're hearing in a church this idea of personal disciple-making, the introvert naturally is going to tense up and think, well, wait a second, that means I have to, I'm the one, I'm the one that's going to talk to them and I'm the one that's going to be the one telling them whatever. And, and okay, so my options for doing this, depending on the church that I'm in and the method of disciple making that they're advocating is, well, maybe I have a group of four or five that I'm trying to lead to become disciple makers, or maybe I have a triad a group of myself and two others, or maybe it's just me one-on-one -on -one with somebody else, all of those are generally going to be uncomfortable uh, and pretty scary for introverts uh, because they're not, 
they're not so afraid of the the content side of it because a lot of introverts again have a rich inner life have a deep life with god uh, if they're somebody following god and so it's not that part that scares them so much it's the relational side well okay let's say i sit down with somebody for an hour yeah maybe i talk about something in scripture for 20 minutes or 30 minutes but what in the world do we do for the next 30 minutes and for an extrovert or a relational person, they say, well, yeah, you just relate to them. Check in on their life. And um, and for many introverts, that is way more of a challenge and way more intimidating than the content side. And so that's one of the big challenges. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of introverts will not throw their hat into the ring. They won't even get started in disciple making because it's that relational side that they are afraid of. And you heard it in some of the questions that uh, introverts often ask uh, within themselves, but don't verbalize as often, is that we will often uh, approach relationships from a place of fear rather than a place of love. And we might, most of the time, we're not even aware it's happening. Um, it happens below the level of awareness. It's not a conscious choice that we're making. But when we walk into a setting where we don't know anyone, uh, we can physically feel uh, the tensing up, the fear, and we, we can feel it physically in us. We can feel it emotionally. And the implications that happen is we'll get into social situations and people will ask really common questions. And even if we, even if we think about it beforehand, all right, somebody's going to ask me uh, what's been going on or how I'm doing. Uh, and I know that fine is not actually a fine response because I have to talk more than that or else it becomes awkward. Um, and so we, we can prep answers, right? And this is something I've done in the past. And then I will get to that situation and the exact question will be asked. And I'm like a deer in headlights. My mind has just gone totally blank because I haven't, I don't, the physical response of fear, uh, overpowers the preparation that I'd done. And the result is I, I just tense up. My mind goes blank. And if you know an introvert, are an introvert, you probably, if you are one, you can relate, uh, I would guess. And if you know one, I would even ask, hey, share the episode, say, is this true? Is this, this what you experience? And if you're in a trusted relationship with somebody who identifies with this, uh, I would imagine they'd be able to talk to you about it. Um, but that's one of the struggles. And so uh, what happens is in disciple making is we will sideline ourselves because we will say, I don't want to be in that situation. Now, if we could think and visualize sitting down with a good friend and talking about the scriptures and, you know, just sharing about the things that we've been thinking about or the things that we're wondering and, you know, having a conversation with a friend around those things, then introverts, you know, they love that. They love that. Uh, but in the in the midst of oh, I have, to, I have to meet somebody and start this whole new thing, that, that becomes really, really intimidating. And so a lot of times introverts will sideline themselves from disciple-making. One-on-one is normally the easiest for an introvert because every introvert can sit down with somebody unless they have uh, more extreme social anxiety that probably needs to be treated by you know, a, a psychological professional, um, counselor or whatever. Um, but the rest, I mean, we can sit down with one, we can, a lot of us can sit down one on two and it's not weird, but when we get bigger than that, then it starts to feel like something different. Um, and it becomes a lot harder, uh, for myself and most introverts that I know. 
Uh, now, I've done all that, just to be clear. I've discipled one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three. I've done groups of people. Um, so it's not that they can. It's just that it's not going to be uh, as appealing. So we sideline ourselves. A lot of times we're sidelined by other, other disciple makers because the, the people that jump into disciple making most quickly and easily are normally the extroverts. Yeah, let's do it. The early adopters, oh, I get to hang out with people. Great, meet new people, help them with Jesus. That sounds great. And the extroverts will more often struggle with the content side or the intentionality side. Um, and one of the first things that they need to do as an extrovert disciple maker, any disciple maker, is pick somebody else, right? And so they are looking for somebody that, as Tony and I help people, we say who is fat, faithful, available, teachable. But a lot of people add an I in there for initiative. Other people add heart uh, for God. And so they change the acronym from fat to faith. And the problem that I have with this is uh, most introverts do not, um, they don't come off as having a lot of initiative right away. Certainly not relational initiative. Uh, and the H, if you don't have a heart for God or somebody else doesn't, you're probably not considering them anyway. But introverts get gets overlooked because the relational people are um, selecting people that they connect with easily, uh, that it's easy to talk to them. Introverts, by and large, um, it's a little bit harder to talk to us. Uh, certainly early on, if you don't know us that well, um, we're trying our best, but, but it's hard. And so the extroverts will normally choose other extroverted people or at least people who are more social and talkative. And so again, the introverts kind of get left on the sideline there. They've already sidelined themselves and then they're left on the sideline. And in my life, um, you know, the only reason or one of the only reasons I ended up where I am and being a disciple maker is because when I was 20 years old, a guy who was discipling me, who was an extrovert, uh, and I kind of, through a series of circumstances, kind of asked him if he would help me learn to share the gospel and we got to know each other and he began to see my heart for God and then I became a good investment for him, I think. But uh, I was both socially awkward and not interested in um, playing the social games that we play in our culture. So small talk, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just wouldn't. Now I'm 20, right? 20 years old. So, um, you know, I'd be in social settings and people would ask how I was doing and, you know, I'd say fine. And, and then I wouldn't really ask them. I mean, it was, it was awkward for everybody but me because I didn't care. And that's where I was in my life. But he asked me one day, he said, Justin, I got a question for you. He said, how come you don't really talk to people when when we have our service there? And uh, and I said, I went off on small talk. And, and he said, yeah, but you're not shy. So I, I just wonder why you don't. And uh, and I said, well, you know, I don't get anything out of that interaction. I mean, we're just, you're asking me how, I, how I'm doing. I'm asking how you're doing. Uh, you don't care. I don't care. We don't have space or time to really get into it. So I just choose not to. And he asked me something that looking back seems so basic, but I'd never thought about it. He said, well, have you ever thought that maybe the other person gets something out of it? And it was such an out-of-the-box thought for me because I thought, I don't know how anyone could get something out of that. But, um, but I hadn't, and as I did, I started to think, okay, so there's something else going on here. And I want to give you guys three steps, and that kind of sets up my first one. But three steps to help people who are introverts to become excellent disciple makers 
Uh, and there are three A's. And the first one is awareness. So recognizing that our relational preferences are not the preferences of others. And that, you know, when we are trying to relate to people or love others, we have to recognize that if, if they're not experiencing love from us, then we're not doing a good job loving them. Let me say that again. If they're not experiencing love from us, we're not doing a good job loving them. And so I have to, you know, almost like a missionary, get in and understand people who are different from me and how they experience love and receive love. And when I do that, um, I am capable then of relating to people not out of fear first, but out of love first. So I can go into relational settings and think, how can I love this person? And that really helps me. The second one is authenticity. So how can I be true to myself and love others? And so uh, one of the keys to this is thinking about people skills and point of view. And we already thought about that in the first one of awareness. Um, but the second one uh, under authenticity is this eye of this idea of the truth versus many truths. And so uh, it's a might be hard for extroverts to understand, but uh, it's really hard for a lot of introverts to say um, something like, it's good to see you, or I'm looking forward to seeing you, or I really enjoyed our time together. Uh, now, there are some times when that is true, no doubt. But there are a lot of times when we know that socially, maybe it's something we should say, but internally, uh, for half the meeting, we've been wanting the meeting to end so we can go home and and spend time reading or journaling or thinking um, and re-energizing because we feel the energy kind of kind of creeping out of us or being poured out. And so to say, boy, I really enjoyed this, um, we have to understand something a little bit deeper. And the deeper thing is, I want I want the person that I'm talking to to understand that they're valued. And so I can communicate to them, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Now, I have been looking forward to it because it's on the calendar and there it is. And I might have wanted it to be off the calendar, but it's not. But I've been looking forward to it. Or if I say it's been really good meeting with you, it has been good. And it's been good, maybe not because I've enjoyed every second of it or even the last half of it. But it's been good because it's been given me the opportunity to show love to you. It's given me the opportunity to, to expand my capacity to relate to others and to show love. And so then I can say that honestly. So there's a, there's a truth that maybe at the front, if introverts, this is a, it's a big obstacle sometimes of how can I be authentic and still say things that communicate care and concern. Uh, and the deeper truth is, well, I am more concerned and what's more true than my enjoyment of the situation is my care and concern for you. And so I can say, I really enjoyed spending time with you today. Uh, I'm really thankful for you and the time that we could share. And so last, the, the authenticity is the second one. The last one is action. And so if we can identify where the battle is for us as an introvert, is it, you know, being aware that we lack awareness? Then we can address that. Is it an authenticity that we, how can I be true to myself and love others and still hold to the social um, 
norms of relating in our culture, right? Uh, and still be honest, right? So we need to be true to who we are. We need to say things. And a lot of times we can do that through the deeper truth. And the last one is that uh, action, right? So how can I find the place where I need to engage as an introvert to grow in the way that I relate to and show love to others? Because God has asked us two things, uh, if we boil it all down. One is to love him deeply. The other is to love others deeply. As an introvert, I am really comfortable loving God on my own, in the scriptures, through prayer. I am stretched with loving others in person, in relationship, in the flesh. And so those are the parts for an introvert that really stretch us. Um, all right, so we're coming up on time here. I want to I wanna kind of sum up our episode with this statement that spiritual maturity is revealed more by our relating than by our knowing or our going. Spiritual maturity is is shown or revealed more by our relating than it is by what we know or how we go. And so for introverts, this is really important because if we want to be mature, maturity is found, uh, is revealed in the midst of doing uh, the great commandment loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and the Great Commission, loving others ourselves and making disciples of all nations. Um, and so, you know, this, if you're an introvert, don't sideline yourself. Little by little, you can become a powerful disciple maker. If you're an extrovert, uh, help your introvert friends. One of the, one of the things that I use Tony for is social settings where I something's happened and I'm just having trouble processing it. Tony's really natural, and I'll just describe it to him, and I'll be like, help me out. You know, what I miss, or how would you read that situation? And he really helps me. So our takeaway for this episode is introverts can be powerful disciple makers. Action step for you this week is if you're an introvert, discern where to apply one of the three A's in your life. Awareness, where do you need to be more aware? Uh, Whether it's relating out of fear, out of love, how are you doing that? Where are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Um, Authenticity, are there places where you're struggling to be authentic when you feel like society demands it? Or when uh, your authenticity, your saying or being a certain way is creating a relational distance or making it difficult for those that you're trying to love to experience love from you. So where is that happening? Um, And then the last one is action. Where is the front line for you as an introvert um, to, to address these things? If you're an extrovert, your action step, share this episode with an introvert that you love and talk about it with them and say, hey, any of these things really strike a chord with you? Is this... Uh, ringing true for you. Um, And so, again, extroverts, share this with an introvert. Introvert, uh, three A's, discern where these apply to you and act on it in your life. Uh, Again, thank you guys for for listening. Uh, We greatly appreciate uh, whenever you guys share episodes or like them on uh, iTunes, leave a rating or review. Uh, And we'll be back next time. Thanks again. We made it through together, even without Tony. Um, Appreciate you guys. Thanks.